Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another episode of the Moments of Madness podcast. The show that brings you insightful and inspirational conversations with international guests who left their safe harbors behind in their pursuit of realizing something new and different. In each episode, we highlight real-life experiences of positive transformation as we explore the drivers behind their success. And now, here's your host, Tommy Sashi. Hey you, this is the Moments of Madness, the show helping you to develop as a leader of your own life. Today it's time to understand how to face and conquer major fears on our journey forward. Let's get to it. Make sure to subscribe and follow our weekly episodes to develop the sensitivity needed to realize your own opportunities and the courage to take action. The Moments of Madness podcast. Do you remember how fearless Amar Akta was when it came to money-related fears on the last episode? He learned this lesson by facing his fear over and over again. As he said, I have experienced so extreme poverty that I'm not afraid of having no money anymore. And it really makes sense. Only when you face your fears, you will be able to conquer them. Today's guest decided to face a deeply rooted inner fear in a somewhat untraditional way. Christina Paltin loves running and she runs really far. But today we are going to talk about the time when she decided to run 1,840 kilometers alone through Iran. I'm so excited to learn more about her experience and what drove her to do something like this. Christina? Welcome on the show. Thank you very much. So first, I, I would like to tell you a little bit about yourself and what running means to you, because I know, know that that's a big part of you. Mm. Well, I would say that running means everything in one sense. I started running when I was 31. And until then, I was, I mean, a regular person going to work and going back home, having a good life. But uh, running challenged me to develop myself. I'm an ultra marathon runner, which means I'm running distances longer than a marathon. And by running longer and longer and longer distances, I always have to, well, for instance, keep track of my thoughts. There are thoughts that are destructive and there are thoughts that are constructive. And I need to choose which one should I keep in mind. And that's a mental thing. And by running, I have repeated this a thousand times. And then, of course, it also affects my life. I mean, what, what do I want for my life? And how do I choose the right thoughts to get where I want to go? So which are good thoughts and which are bad thoughts? 
for instance, when I, I was going to set a 48 hour world record on treadmill, and that means running as far as I can during those 48 hours. It's a way of optimizing my body and my mind to get the most out of myself. And when I came to the 27th hour, I started feeling really bad and I did vomit. And I, I just kept on vomiting until my stomach was entirely empty. The first thought that crossed my mind was, oh my God, now I lost all the energy. How am I going to keep on running? And is that a good thought if I want to set a world record? Well, it's not. It's not constructive. But it's quite logic, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a logic one. But just seconds after I had that thought, I started thinking, okay, but I heard other people who've been vomiting and they said that vomiting is like pressing the restart button and then you kind of get going again. So in my mind, then I need to make a choice. Do I want to listen to the first thought or do I want to listen to the second thought? And I would say that the second thought is much more fruitful if I'm going to set a world record. Do you think it's more likely to become a long distance runner if you're born in a place like Piteo? <laughs> no, I would say not because it's too cold. <laughs> no, in, in the winter, it's like minus 22 degrees Celsius and the sun rises at 10 o'clock and goes down at one o'clock. So there's only three hours of daylight. So when I'm doing a long distance run in Piteo during the winter time, and I, I need to bring water, but the water freezes. <laughs> so, so it's not very easy to do a long distance run there. And also it gets dark. So I prefer running in when it's sunshine. <laughs> Maybe it was good because it makes me, I mean, to run when it's warm. <laughs> Yes, who knows, without the freezing cold, maybe you wouldn't have gone to Iran. Mm, that's true. So when you had this moment of madness, when you came up with this idea, what happened in your life? Me and my friend Karina, we had been running from Turkey to Finland and then kayaked home from Finland to, to Sweden. And I was looking for a new idea. Where do I go next? So I was thinking maybe I should fly back to Turkey and run the other way and make a, a lap around the world. And then I would pass uh, Turkey, Iran, Turkmenistan, and so on. But I realized that I don't want to commit for such a long run. But during that planning, I had been looking into running through Iran. And I like beautiful nature. I also like to meet friendly people. So, and I heard that there is a lot of beautiful nature in Iran and also friendly people. So I thought that could be a good place to go. But at the same time, the thought of running through Iran scared me a lot because it's a Muslim country with Sharia laws. And it felt like if I'm a Western woman running through a Muslim country, will that work? But then I realized, hey, I had a lot of prejudice during my run through Turkey to Finland and they were not true. So what if I'm running around here in Sweden with a lot of prejudice towards Iran and other Muslim countries, which are not true? And I was starting thinking, what if I could contribute to more trust in the world by challenging my own prejudice? And that's when it really became interesting because The thought was just, wow, what if trust really works between people, people that I don't know, people of a different religion, of a different culture. I have no clue about who they are. But if it works, then it will be a beautiful experience. I think it sounds beautiful and challenging on so many different levels. First of all, it's the race. You have to get prepared for that and run very far. Then it's the fear that you have to face within yourself. But it's also facing the fears of people around you, right? Yes, I had to do that because when I was planning this trip, I didn't realize from the beginning that the people who would be most afraid were the people who are closest to me. It's my mother. It's my sister 
my father, my best friends. So one of my best friends, she actually tried to break up with me because she was so scared that I was going to die in Iran that she would rather not be my friend than end up seeing me dying. How did that make you feel? It made me feel horrible incredibly selfish but at the same time i mean what i wanted to question was fear and prejudice should i then let her fear determine my life that would kind of be very strange and for me it was very difficult to say yes i hear what you're saying and you need to take care of your own fears i cannot do that for you i can make you feel as safe as possible and i did that by, by a lot of actions that i could do but i need to live my own life I need to live because of what's important to me, not because of what's important to you. I think that some people might have given up already in this stage. What kept you going? This was the center of my heart. If I would give up my own heart, my own purpose, my own meaning in life for other persons, then I have no life. Then it's not my life anymore. I, I love my parents. I love my sister and my friends. But I cannot abandon my own life to satisfy their worries. And also it's been incredibly wonderful. I mean, when I was running through Iran and my friend saw that what happened was that a lot of people took care of me. They gave me food. They gave me food. They gave me shelter. I, I stayed in 34 different families. I met so much hospitality and friendliness. Then the person that, that turned around the most was that friend of mine and she wrote on my homepage that this is so incredibly important what you're doing Christina now I finally understand and I fully support you because you are spreading love in the world and that's what we need today and to see a person change like that that's marvelous so your purpose in life is very connected with doing things for others well I would say that purpose, my purpose in my life is to always develop myself, to always learn more about myself and also to gain more fact knowledge. But in that process, I want to contribute to the good things in our society. Okay, so you already decided that this is something important to you. Yeah. How did you plan it all? <laughs> well, it requires a lot of planning. Well, for the running part, I wasn't very worried because my friend Karina and I had been running longer distance before. So I knew how to do that. But I needed to prepare the clothes that I was supposed to wear. In Iran, there are laws saying that I need to cover my hair and my body. So I had to understand those. But then it was also a lot of preparation. Uh, now, afterwards, I realized that I was trying to create a lot of security for myself because I was scared. But now, afterwards, I also realized that all those security measures failed. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was a purpose with that because, for instance, I did get a permit from the government to run through Iran first, but then they withdraw the permit. And a journalist was supposed to follow me and meet me every third day, but he didn't get a visa. And it was a lot of things like that. So when I started my run, it, it was just me, no permit, no journalist, no movie team, nothing. And I think that's where the beauty comes from because... It was only me, bare naked in one sense, who met the everyday people in Iran. And, and I think those meetings are so beautiful because it's human to human. There is no, no government involved, nothing, no journalists, nothing. I 
did carry a video camera, so I was uh, I was filming a lot when I was running. But after approximately three weeks of running, there was a woman in Gothenburg in Sweden who followed me on Facebook, and she wrote to her friend in another city in Sweden, he, and he wrote to, to his friend in Iran, who was a photographer. So as I was running, it turned out that uh, Iranian photographer came and joined me for eight days during my run. So I did get some professional pictures as well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You are listening to the Moments of Madness podcast with Tommy Seshi. If you are listening through iTunes or Stitcher, please rate us or write a short review. Also, if you enjoy this episode, please share it. The Moments of Madness podcast. Um, it was really fun to see that my prejudice, uh, I mean, people I met who had been to Iran, they said that people were incredibly friendly, but people who have not been to Iran uh, and including myself were afraid that I would be raped and beaten and put into prison and well, that people wouldn't like what I was doing and all different kind of things. But the first thing that happened when I ran in, in Iran was that a guy came to my tent and he gave me food and just said, welcome to my country. And and I mean, he had no reason. I was just sitting there outside the tent and, and I was so surprised and, and I ate the food and I gave back the plate to him and said, thank you. And the same evening when I went into a restaurant, I wasn't allowed to pay because I was a guest in their country. I was a foreigner and as a foreigner, they wanted to treat me. So the first day I was offered food for free two times. And I think those first moments were really important be welcoming. I felt very welcomed. And I started feeling that, wow, this might not be as bad as I thought. Maybe it's even, maybe trust works. Maybe it does really works. And then as I kept on running, a lot of people stopped their cars. They, they gave me fruit and I never bought fruit in Iran. I think I, I was giving more than 60, 70 kilos of fruit. And I only used half of my budget because there were so many people who gave me food and let me stay in their homes. So it completely changed my mind. Christina, it sounds like your fears changed a lot during the journey. Absolutely. So tell me, which were your biggest fears before you went and how did it change? Well, 
it was really fun. I was uh, writing down all my fears before I left and I had 22 different fears. And then I also looked into them and, and did a lot of actions. What can I do to prevent that these will, will happen? But then I also rated them from zero to 100 and uh, to see which one is worst. And then when I was running, I was following up the fears along the way and see how they changed. And it was really interesting to do that because the fears I had in the beginning was well, being raped, being in prison, being beaten, things like that. But as soon as I came to Iran, they went down to from 80 to 10. Instead, the fear of never being left alone went sky high <laughs> because in Iran, the guest is a friend of God and you don't leave a friend of God alone. And I'm from the north of Sweden that people in the north of Sweden, they don't know how to socialize or they're not talking a lot. And I kind of have that tendency. I, I, I need some space on my, own, on my own. But in Iran, everyone invite me. And sometimes they were almost fighting about who was going to buy me lunch or who was, whose home was I going to sleep in. So that fear went up high. And then also the fear about being hit by a car or being killed in a, in a car accident went up higher because it is a terrible traffic. And it, I really love to see how the prejudice fear is changing from fantasy or the fantasies I had is changing to the reality that I'm living in. The reality was, was the traffic and also people friendliness. It's interesting that your prejudice didn't fit with the reality. And I think it's often the case. Yeah. Do you think it's Hollywood putting crazy ideas into our heads? That is a very good question, because I was asking myself, where does all these prejudices come from? And yes, I do think they are coming from movies, from the way Iran is displayed in media. But now I realize that, I mean, the way Iran is displayed in media is usually about the political part. It's not showing everyday people. And also with the brain's tendency to make quick conclusions that are not correct. It's a lack of knowledge that also helps uh, giving birth to prejudice. So yes, I do think that the media is a big part of it, but also my brain. If media and your brain made the run more challenging than it had to be, the sensation of overcoming it all must have been enormous. How did it feel when you reached goal? Well, I remember the moment when I reached the gate towards Turkmenistan and it was, I, I felt so happy. I was really happy, but that's actually when, when it starts in one way, because I know I was affecting a lot of people who were reading my blog during my run, but I mean, it's been two years now since I reached the border towards Turkmenistan. And, and now, I mean, I'm writing a book. There's also a documentary out and the book will be published in several languages. And so I'm still I mean, the longer time, the longer the time runs, the more people I'm affecting. And it's really, it makes me feel so alive. I mean, I'm, I'm not just sitting and watching what's happening in the world. I'm creating what's happening in the world. And actually, in my mind, I'm thinking that, wow, I can, I can affect the politics in Sweden and also in Iran and, and in the US because my run affects the diplomacy relations between Sweden and Iran, for instance. And also it will hopefully be a, a um, screen movie about my run through Iran. That will definitely affect a lot of people. And the thing that was most unexpected for me was that I did affect people in Iran. I wanted to affect people in Sweden mainly or people in the Western world. 
by challenging prejudice, especially my own prejudice. But it turned out that in Iran, people didn't think that I would make this run in Iran. And because in Iran, people are trusting their own families. They usually don't trust other families. So people in Iran thought that I would run into trouble and they were worried about me. But now as I was running, they saw that, wow, this is working well. She's well received no matter where she comes. And this created a lot of attention in Iran and it created pride. It created joy. And I was interviewed by four different TV channels, by all the major newspapers, and it created a lot of positive news in Iran. And one family was so happy to see what was was going on. So they rented a restaurant and invited all the 34 different families where I've been sleeping to a party because they wanted to celebrate their own goodness and their own hospitality and friendliness. So I was also invited to this party. And at this party, they gave me a wonderful letter. And this beautiful letter ended with, if you as an outsider can trust us, then we can also trust each other and be graceful to each other. You gave us a better world. And we are grateful for that. That's so beautiful. Who could imagine that you would achieve something like that through challenging yourself? Yeah, and I think it's amazing to see the waves of, I would say, trust and love and friendship that comes from just one single person follow their heart following her heart so what if what if all people in the world would follow their hearts and do what they dream of i think we would create a love revolution actually so is this where you're going now to create a love revolution i think i'm working on that every day and i really love it it's wonderful <laughs> Let's talk a bit about following your heart. It seems like it actually took you a little bit further than what you even expected. What do you think about that? It's my experience, and this is usually what happens, that when you follow your heart, it's always a start. <laughs> I mean, it's only a short-term goal, what you're doing, but then it will lead to new things, unexpected things. New worlds will open. And I'm thinking that always when I follow my heart, I'm always scared. So I'm thinking when I'm scared, that just means that I'm on the right track. This is exactly where to go. If there is a longing and if there is a fear, then this is it. But the longing has to be a little bit stronger than the fear. But they kind of tend to go hand in hand. And that's why I kind of like the fear, because it tells me I'm I'm on the right way. Using fear as an indication of when you're on the right path really sounds smart. But how do you actually do that? Uh, well, first of all, the brain is more sensitive to fear. It's five times more sensitive to fear than to, to trust. So it's a good thing to be aware of that. That doesn't mean, I mean, if we think that the world is dangerous, it's probably just the brain telling us that, but it doesn't mean that it's true. So I usually try to count all the good things that are happening to me during one day, because it usually you end up with a lot of more counts of what's good than in what's bad. So that's a good way of being aware of what's going on. And I say that true fear is usually only existing in, in this moment. So if I'm sitting being scared, but there's nothing around me that is scary, then why be afraid? I mean, then it's probably just a fantasy. Then probably it has nothing to do with reality. I think also it's a good thing just to well, let the fear be there. I mean, the fear itself can never hurt you. It's just uncomfortable. So there's nothing dangerous with being scared. So just let it be there. And usually, usually you are afraid for 90 seconds, then it passes. 
usually it's not a problem. I know that one trick that you are using is to write down your fears, right? Yes, because I think what's most dangerous, so to say, in terms of stopping you from reaching your goals is fantasies. But if you write them down, then it's not, I mean, then it's kind of more concrete than fantasies. And then you can also start dealing with them, start doing something about them. But just to let them be there and harass you, that's, that's not a good option if you want to reach your goal. There's a lot of way to handle fears. I mean, when I did the list of these two, 22 fears that I had before running to Iran, that was a very good way of preparing, preparing that these things won't happen. So I think that is a, a constructive way of using the fear also to, to plan my adventure. What an interesting insight into fears and how to manage them. Christina, where can our audience find more about you and your projects? Find me on my homepage. It's palten.se. It's P-A-L-T-E-N.se. You also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are under Christina Palten and Christina with a K. And then there's also a homepage for the documentary. It's called alonethroughiran.com. And on that homepage, you find a trailer. And also people who want to see the movie, they can arrange their own screening in their own hometown at the cinema or at work or wherever, just by contacting the producers behind the the documentary and you find all that on alonethroughiran.com and just go in and watch the, the the trailer because it's beautiful thank you for sharing that information and to you who are listening to this episode i've collected all the information at www.podcastofmadness.com slash four where you will find more information about today's guest the trailers you mentioned and also a couple of books who meant a great deal to christina Christina, your run through Iran was really inspirational, but I know that you just got started on your journey. Mm -hmm. I hope to have you back on the show later. And until then, thank you very much for being with us and sharing your insights. Well, thank you so much because you keep on spreading this beautiful message now and I'm happy for that. Let's do a quick review of today's episode. Superwoman Christina Paltin joined us as we talked about prejudice and fears and how to confront them. One thing I never thought much about before is that in order to face your own fears, you might need to confront people close to you with their inner fears as well. I love Christina's way of using fears as a compass as to when she's on the right way to develop as a person. Naturally, it's not easy to defeat your fears completely, but as he said, sometimes you just need to let them be there, and other times it helps to write them down as they are often just fantasies of your imagination. Do you think that you are ready to conquer your inner fears? Please go to the website and comment. I know that Christina will be passing by, so if you have questions to her, you can ask them there. Once more, www.podcastofmadness.com slash four is the page for this episode. Now on to next week when researcher Janet Vehemeki from Stockholm's Business School will join us as we explore how a look inside yourself might take you to new places in life. Janet discovered meditation and it helped her to positively transform her life in a big way. Until next week, thank you so much for being here. Try to embrace your fears as you will not reach far without confronting them. Personal growth happens inside as you realize the difference between fantasy and reality. That's this week's episode of the Moments of Madness podcast. We hope you had an inspirational journey and that you will be back for more. Don't miss a thing. Sign up for our newsletter at www.podcastofmadness.com, where you will also find out more about the show and how to reach us. 
Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.